It's not getting in, getting in. Rio's a new Dr. Phil. And we are back. And this is a real podcast. You know why? Because it's the Lock Party Podcast. I'm just saying. And opinions expressed by the Love Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Potential Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. Welcome, everybody, out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Love Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. All right. Hey, out there in podcast, I'm your host, Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 102, Separate the Art from the Artist. So, First and foremost, I want to welcome our listeners in the Netherlands and Saudi Arabia. Uh, I want to thank you all for telling a friend and joining the party. Now, uh, with uh, R. Kelly and XXS Testacion, took me a long time to be able to pronounce his name correctly, <laughs> um, being pulled from these Spotify playlists, uh, not from the service altogether, but they've taken them off all of their playlists, so they're not uh, promoting their songs in any way. Um, and uh, with Roseanne Barr and her show being canceled, uh, it got me to thinking, is it policy or is it kind of convenient behavior because of the moment? Um, if you're to pull all content from an artist because they've done wrong. And where does it stop? But uh, before we get started, let me introduce today's panel. And today I have got uh, Big Dave Elliott, owner of CMP Construction. I've got Brian Massey, market analyst for True Media and our resident Brain Mass. And our bartender extraordinaire here at the Pendergast Club, Ben Roberts. So. Uh, with that, uh, before we get into important things, let's get into important things. And first important thing is, so what are we drinking? And today we are drinking a uh, Kansas City Manhattan. Uh, so uh, normally I, uh, um, I would describe a Manhattan, but since our bartender extraordinaire is here at the table, please, what is in a Manhattan? Manhattan's typically pretty easy. Um, for this Kansas City Manhattan specifically, though, they're going to be using Jay Reaper whiskey um, as the main component. But you start it with a build, beginning with uh, Angostura bitters, typically, or whatever bitters you prefer. I think bitters is seasoning. Um, so probably anywhere from two to four shakes, depending on how bittery you like it. Um, and now, so the sweet vermouth, uh, and then at least two ounces of Jay Breeder whiskey. Yeah. I, I, I tend to do a little more. But. Yeah. I saw something else about like a half ounce of uh, like some kind of sherry or something like that. I mean, 
I, I, now I, that was just uh, I was looking at the Rieger site when I when I was. Oh, I, so they they put cherry in there. Yeah, and I okay. was thinking I was thinking that's a that's an that's an odd additive, but well, but I'm sure it's sure damn it's tasty. tasty. I just uh, it depends on the cherry for me. If the cherry is sweeter, I wouldn't want to add it because I feel with Jay Rieger that would be since that's typically a, a sweeter whiskey in general. Right. Want to overly keep sweeten keep right. sweetening. I could see that with a with a nice peppery rye in Manhattan. Mm. Adding a little sherry for a little balance. Okay. If somebody doesn't want it, well, we, dry. we think about some of our whiskeys are actually aged in sherry cask. Which Jay Rieger is. Yeah, so you know, so cask. they have that complement. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. You know, so you you can see the the commonality, and I think a drier sherry. Yeah, definitely. Would definitely be not so much of a sweeter, but a drier definitely sherry. Definitely drier sherry. Yeah. Work. Yeah. So, um, and so I, I had picked, uh, uh, now that we know we're, we're drinking first, uh, that brings us to what are we smoking. And I had picked a, um, uh, I want to say it is like number 20 or 21 on um, Cigar Aficionado's top 25 uh, list, the Trinidad Estelle. Um, that I was going to talk about, but uh, fresh off of his trip to the Dominican Republic, Brain Mass has brought us some cigars uh, from Don Roger, um, and uh, we are giving these a try. Um, they're actually quite good. He brought um, three different uh, styles, he brought a Corona, Toro, and a um, Torpedo. Um, currently smoking the torpedo and I am actually quite happy with it very smooth uh, if you're kind of I guess newer to cigar smoking or you like something that's a little milder uh, this is definitely gonna be something that you're gonna like um, not sure if you can buy it outside of the Dominican Republic but if you happen to go down there uh, don't be afraid by yourself some of these Don Rogers, these are I, quite good. And I think Don Rogers a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about the name. You know, this is the American Republic. You got a guy named Don Roger. Sounds it, like a duck. Well, yeah, you know, it, it looks sounds to me like he spends a lot of time in a bar and a cigar factory. I may be wrong, but uh, yeah. you know, it's just kind of what it brings to mind to me. Arg. <laughs> Him and Sailor Jerry hanging he, out. Yeah, he, he makes a good smoke for whatever he is. I tell you, <laughs> so uh, and that brings us to our RIPs. Uh, I didn't uh, see any RIPs from this week, but I did see one that we've missed uh, because we've been on hiatus for a couple of weeks, uh, and we missed uh, Margot Kidder. She, wow, I didn't know she died. Yeah, she uh, passed away at sixty-nine, and she, of course, uh, played Lois Lane. In the original, uh, she was Lois Lane. Yeah, she was the original in the original Superman movies with uh, Christopher Reeves. Yeah, so uh, being a uh, being a comic fan and a uh, and a fan of uh, of Superman, I wanted to uh, extend some condolences and say R.I.P. to Margot Kidder. And of course, that brings us to um, our happy birthdays. And uh, today, 
on Podcast Day. Uh, it is Angelina Jolie's birthday. She is 43. Who looked fantastic in the tourists, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the running theme with Big Day. Uh, uh, so, uh, Russell Brand, uh, our favorite irre- irre- irreverent uh, Brit, uh, is 43 as well. And, uh, and uh, comedian uh, T.J. Miller, if you don't know who that is, if you've seen the Deadpool movies, um, he is the bartender um, that, is, uh, mm. that is Deadpool's, uh, Deadpool's best friend that's the bartender. Uh, in those movies, and he's been in a ton of other stuff. He's, I'm trying to remember the name of the HBO show that he was on. So, yeah, he was on uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. And he's basically gotten left, like, I guess it was mutual, I put air quotes up, with leaving Silicon Valley, but apparently he uh, shows up on set drunk all the time. Oh, okay. Basically is unprofessional. Uh, I, now, I will say this. Uh, I do think TJ uh, is pretty funny, uh, but he does look like he shows up on set drunk. That's, he, uh-huh. that's exactly what he looks like. That does yeah. not surprise me at all. Uh, so, um, now that you know what we're drinking, what we're smoking, uh, we've given our RIPs and our happy birthdays. We'll be right back. Hey. You can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, and we are back, and before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, uh, I emailed everybody a party game question, Um, and then at the last minute, I decided to change this question. So, uh, I'm going to read it, I'm going to let that fish lie on the plate for a second, and then we're going to dive in. So, when was a time that you did something and then realized, oh crap? I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and because uh, I, I figured everybody's had at least one of those. Moments. Well, in, in Missouri Redneck Society, that's uh, basically called, here, hold my beer and watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole subreddit dedicated to that. Yeah, that's a separate category. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. But it is pretty well right there with it. Usually people die and sometimes they make the Darwin list on that, you know. <laughs> And for the women, it's hold my Cosmo. Yes. Yeah, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, who would like to go first? I got a fun one. It's, All right. It's light, not there you go. Not too pornographic. There you go. There you go. A lot of, I think a lot of those, a lot of those stories, sort of go into the darker nature of our uh, lives. So I'll go with something light. This happened whenever I was really young. Um, not super young, like twelve, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, family vacation, Quebec City, okay? So we have a... A cool place. Yes, very. Uh, beautiful. Um, we had rented, an, like, a, an apartment on top of, like, a park that was uh, by the boardwalk on a cliff overlooking Old Town, Quebec City, and the St. Lawrence. So where the Fontenac is. Yeah. 
it's it's incredible. Yeah, it sounds here. sounds gorgeous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, looks, it looks over the St. Lawrence River and everything else. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, but that's just a preface uh, to be, to be uh, toward the end of the story. I'll get back to that. Um, on one of the days that we were there, we went out by via. We had a driver drive us out to the uh, a fortress uh, next to what was a famous battle called the Plains of Abraham, which the uh, English army successfully go to the French army to come out of their forts and fight them in an open field. Okay. And the French got slaughtered. <laughs> it's not very, not very yeah. wise. They had a perfectly good fortress. Yes. <laughs> so. It's um, not like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, right? Yeah. Similar, without a parachute. Without a parachute, All yeah, right. exactly. Um, I, I think that was a day, maybe if any of them survived, they thought, oh, crap, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but have done this that. is about me, so I'll move on. All right. As, as a younger person, I was always very uh, sort of AED and all just run off kind of thing. Right. That'll happen to me sometimes. Right. So I'm, I'm just going down this path for a while, and it's sort of just this scenic, you know, path with railings and that kind of thing, um, and I'm just walking, you know? And I don't know how much time went by, but what I, what I realized, all of a sudden I looked up and I was in front of the park next to the apartment that we had rented in Quebec City. Oh. I would walked there from the fortress that we had to take a car to. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I'm <laughs> girl me is going, oh crap, I should have yeah, <laughs> So I just start walking back. Ooh. Uh, my family meets me about halfway, and they are furious. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but that's just, that's not, the, that's not the first time I've gotten lost, but that was probably the... Uh, probably the worst. Probably the worst one where they, were, they seriously thought somebody napped me. Right, 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 like right. Like I was right. gone. Right. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Big day? I'll go back to a childhood one, too, just for fun, because the cuss words always stuck with me my whole life. There were two kids that got no boys that lived on a cul-de-sac with us. And we were playing baseball right beside their parents' house, which was a bad idea. And they had a basement window there. And sure enough, I was pitching, and I pitched the ball, and it went through the basement window, broke it. Mm. And I remember Larry Gardner, who was my father's accountant for years and years and years, both my parents' accountants, Larry's since passed, <laughs> comes out, and he looks at the window, and he looks at us, and he goes, that's a bunch of happy horse shit. <laughs> and happy horse shit has stuck with me my whole life. That's a cuss word that I have used forever. Yeah, it's funny. And it's just, you know, one of them stupid little things yeah. where, you know, oh shit, we're, we're definitely in trouble now. You know, I think any kid has a baseball story where they busted something <laughs> or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the other one was... Um, once again, I was a kid. I was living in Paola, Kansas when I was a little kid. And uh, we were uh, playing baseball again, and somebody hit a ball over the fence, and there was this crazy old man back there. And he used to come, run, come running out and take our balls, take them in the house, and want to give them back to us. Well, I'd had enough of this, so I jumped the fence real quick, and I'm running in there to get the ball. 
And the old man saw me, ran back in the house, got a shotgun, and I was going back over the fence, hit me in the ass with rock salt. And that was definitely an old crap. I shouldn't have done that thing. And of course, the parents were in uproar, and the cops came, and, you know, they took his shotgun away from him and everything else. I don't know if they arrested him. I can't really remember. You know, we were like nine years old. But boy, oh boy, my ass hurt for a week. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> hit, that happening he hit us now? With red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you know, it was kind of like, you know, it was a crazy old fucker and shot some kid in the ass with some rock salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're doing felony. Oh, yeah. Out of the yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thrown in the slam. So what do you think, Brian Mass? Uh, you know, it, I have one... Yeah, I'll just tell the story. So uh, when I was a kid, so first of all, bottle rockets are illegal in Kansas. Yes. Which is where I grew up. And uh, I grew up close to the Oklahoma border where they were legal. So uh, my older brother had provided me with a gross of bottle rockets, which was around 150. And uh, so I'm I'm trying to think how old I probably was. I might have been probably 10 maybe not even 10 years old. So I had all these bottle rockets. Uh, and I had a friend come over who was uh, probably got into trouble a little bit more than I did. And so together we decided we were going to go to the empty lot a block over and start shooting bottle rockets off in Kansas. And we go over there and we just start letting them loose. And it did not take much time for a police car to drive by. And... Uh, I think out of shock because we were actually shooting them while we were holding them. And we thought, <laughs> oh, there's the police officer and swung my wrist towards the police officer yeah. and the bottle rocket shot at him. Which, uh, <laughs> and immediately I thought, oh, I should not have done that. Uh, and we left everything there and just took off running uh, through the bush back to my house, went inside. You know, my mom's like, hey, how you guys doing? You know, oh, yeah, we're fine. Good. Just going to my room. Went in there. Uh, and about 30 seconds later, a knock on the front door is the police officer with a bag full of uh, bottle rockets. rockets. He said, uh, is your son here? <laughs> and uh, we got uh, talking to, I'm sure I got a whooping, and I thought I should not do that. Probably <laughs> <again>. <laughs> I, I got one more I'm going to add. Okay. Because you know I got a few. <laughs> My buddy Eddie Myers, we were off in the field, and he, I was screwing around some gasoline, okay. and I think I was like 13 or 14. That's probably 13. And Eddie Myers worked out at a derby station down the street. Right. And I, don't, I don't know what I was doing anyway. I ended up setting the field on fire, and it was burning pretty good. Yeah. And I spilled gasoline on me. I like it. I caught myself on fire and put myself out the whole nine yards. So I got on my bike and I rode down the derby station real quick out of our neighborhood, about a mile away. And Eddie and I sat in the, in the derby station and, and, and watched the fire department go by. And we could see the smoke back there and everything else. That was definitely, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I set the field on fire. Yeah, this is not good. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I know I was, uh, I was a little older. And uh, I was working retail. And uh, working at this clothing store. And uh, so... This girl starts there, super gorgeous, 
we immediately hit it off with the flirting and uh, and all of that. So one day, you know, she and you know invites me by her house. I'm trying to, I want to say it was. I want to say it was before my shift was supposed to start at work. So I get over there. Uh, she actually answers the door in like a robe and the whole Smitty. So I, I know that this is definitely going to happen. And so, you know, I'm happy about it. We go, we do our thing. It's great and all that. Uh, she gets up, she goes to the bathroom and, uh, and we're kind of, you know, talking across the room. And uh, so I get up and I'm kind of milling around at her room, looking at stuff. Uh, she's still still living at home. I do I do know that her folks were her folks weren't there. Um, and uh, and I happen to see on the dresser her ID. <laughs> and what catches me off guard is it that I see her ID. It's I see her high school ID. And I'm thinking to myself, self, well, first I'm thinking, this has to be old ID. She had to, she's just never got rid of it because you have to be 18 to work at the store. Well, she had lied about her age. And instead of being 18, she was like 16. Ooh. And I immediately was, oh crap. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Yep. Now, God bless, uh, nothing ever came of it or whatever. But, but I was definitely sweating bullets. <laughs> I was definitely sweating bullets. And then maybe two or three weeks later, she wound up quitting anyway, because I don't know if her couldn't keep up with her school schedule. I don't know, <laughs> but but I was just like, I was like, oh god. <laughs> what, I, take it, I take it was a one day stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you know, I definitely was like, I should not have done that. <laughs> uh, and with that, <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Love Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do. 